0: Maryland versus Indiana Predictions. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and thank you for making us part of your team day in the Terps have a game against Indiana at 3.30. and I think the Terps can take advantage of Indiana in different ways. Indiana's 2-2 two two on the season right now. they definitely had an up-and-down year, but the Terps are obviously 4-0, and, and we have a chance to get to 5-0 for the first time since 2001, and I think we're going to do it, and I think there's a bunch of different ways on Indiana's team that we can absolutely take advantage. Of, starting with their young quarterback, Taven Jackson, is only a redshirt freshman. People came into the year, they weren't sure if he was going to be the starter. He wasn't the starter in Indiana's first game against Ohio State. But now it's Tavon Jackson's show to work with. He was a really highly talented recruit, actually. Four-star out of high school, about 6'4", was a top 300 recruit. But he is still young. And young people make mistakes. They haven't seen everything. They don't have as much experience. So there is a world where we can take advantage of Tavon Jackson's inexperience on defense, throw different looks at him, throw some stuff maybe he hasn't seen, throw some things that other teams have done well against him. There's going to be a lot that we can take advantage of from that young quarterback only making his – third start against us so I think there's a lot that or fourth start against us so I think there's a lot that the Maryland Terrapins can take advantage of going against Jackson and if we look at his last game against Akron where Indiana needed overtime to beat them Taven went 11 for 26 for 190 yards one interception one touchdown and 42 percent completion percentage So that shows me that Akron was able to take advantage of his youth, and clearly that I was watching the game. I watched the highlights again. I watched a good bit of the game, and it shows that if Akron was able to force him to under 50% completion percentage, 42 to be exact, and only 190 yards, an interception, and 11 for 26— then Maryland's defense is going to be able to do some things to Taven Jackson. I think. Again, I want to reiterate, he's really talented player, 6'4, highly talented guy out of high school, four-star guy. So it's not like this guy isn't talented. This guy has had good games. He had he's had good games against Louisville, but I do think Maryland's defense is much better than Akron. So like I said, I think we can throw some new looks at him, and we should be able to take advantage of him because we just have more guys. We have Legit NFL guys all over the defense in the secondary in the linebacker room. I'm not really sure about up front. A lot of those guys are still too young to really know. But I think Jordan Phillips might one day be an NFL guy. Maybe Tommy King Basote is an NFL guy one day. I mean, we don't. We're not. We're unsure. But overall, I know that Maryland has a bunch of guys on the defense that are going to go to the NFL. We had eight Senior Bowl invites. A lot of those guys or on the preseason senior bowl list. And a lot of those guys are on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary. So I know we have guys that can get after um, Taven Jackson. And I think if he had trouble against Akron, he's definitely going to have trouble against us. And we know Maryland's defense force turnovers. We're top two in the country currently enforcing turnovers. What do young quarterbacks do? You see it in college. You see it in the NFL. You probably see it in high school. Young quarterbacks throw interceptions. They make mistakes. They make the wrong reads. They make a wrong zone read. They make they hand it off when they're supposed to tuck in and run. They court, Young quarterbacks make mistakes. You see it everywhere in all of football. That's just how the game is. It's the hardest position in all of sports, and it's really hard to be a youngster and come in and really make an impact and do it mistake-free and take the starting role like he has already done, but it's hard to do that and then Play a 100% perfect game. So I think the Maryland Terrapins, and we're top two in the country in turnovers. So you see how those two things align? I'm expecting us to force a couple turnovers against Taven Jackson. I'm expecting an interception. I'm expecting maybe a forced fumble. I'm expecting some type of turnover because Maryland has done it every single game. We've, we're top two in the country in turnover and turnover margin and all the turnover stats, the defense forces, turnovers, and I think that aligns perfectly with – the young, court, with the young quarterback that they have in place, but we can definitely not overlook this kid. He had a good game against Louisville, what I was saying. He went 24-34 for 300 yards, one touchdown, and one interception with a 70% completion percentage, so he's a talented player. We can absolutely not overlook him, but I do think we can take advantage of his youth. Offensive line for Indiana. I think there is a way for us to take advantage of our offense, of their offensive line. I know our defensive line isn't the strength. I thought they played pretty well so far throughout the season, but I think we can take advantage of their offensive line. They gave up three sacks against Akron, which might not sound like an insane amount, but it is a good amount of sacks to have. But I was reading articles about the uh, about the Akron game and. Apparently, the Akron's defensive line was forcing a lot of pressure to get to Taven Jackson. That's part of the reason why he didn't play particularly well. So if we're able to get pressure on a young quarterback, that's a whole new level of an advantage that we can take advantage of against Indiana. But overall, I do think we can take advantage of their offensive line. I think there's some weak spots, and I think there's a place for our defensive players to really exploit that on the defensive line. So look out for that. And then Indiana's run game. It's not anything special. It's not very good. It ranks near the bottom of the Big Ten, and Hemby – and Colby McDonald are both ranked higher in rushing stats than their star running back, Jalen Lucas. Jalen Lucas for Indiana. Look out for him. That's a key player for them. He doesn't have as many rushing yards, but he is their second leading receiver, but he also leads their team in rushing. He's a really talented player, but overall, they just, they're in the bottom of the Big Ten in rushing. We had two guys ahead of them on the rushing stats, and I talked about this last week with Michigan State. Michigan State had trouble running the ball coming into the game against Maryland, and they didn't do a horrible job, but they didn't do a great job of running the ball against us. They did a pretty good job, but it wasn't anything crazy. If you aren't able to run the ball against the Maryland defense, because that's our biggest weakness on the defense side of the ball. I still think it is. I I don't think anyone's proven that passing the ball against us is our weakness. Our secondary is definitely our strength. we got NFL players – all over the place in the secondary. Bo Braid, Tarheep Still, Jaquan Shepard. There's NFL players everywhere in that secondary, but the defensive line is a young unit, almost all new starters this year. So if anyone's going to take advantage of the run game, it's going to be against us. But if they're not able to take advantage of the run game and they're in force to pass the ball and not take advantage of our biggest weakness, then I think we match up well against them, and that's kind of what we're seeing from Indiana. They haven't ran the ball particularly well. They have a bunch of different guys that give the ball to, starting with Jalen Lucas, like I said, but they just haven't ran the ball well enough for me to be concerned about it overall, and right now I'm not concerned about it. So I don't think they can take advantage of that, and that allows us to take advantage of them not being able to run the ball particularly well. And also our defensive line has done a good job of stopping the run so far. Albeit it's been against Towson, it's been against Virginia, it has been against Michigan State, it hasn't been against anyone really good, but Indiana is not a really good rushing team. So I'm not too worried that they're going to be able to take advantage of that part of our defense, and I think they're going to be forced in a lot of third and long spots where you don't want to be against our secondary, and then that's when we start blitzing guys like Jayshon Barham or bring Barham off the edge, and then that can be a scary sight to see. I think their wide receiver room, I don't think it's that special, to be honest. They have, we have, the Maryland Terrapins have, four wide receivers over 160 yards, while Indiana only has – one wide receiver over 160 yards. So we have four guys over 160 yard mark and they only have one guy. So it speaks to the depth of what we're able to do in our wide receiver room. And part of that is the quarterback problem for them, how they haven't passed the ball for a ton of yardage. I bet if some of those guys, if you, Replace to Talia with Taven Jackson. Maybe they are the team with four wide receivers over 160 yards. But the stat is still the stat. But their only wide receiver over 160 yards is Cam Camper. Definitely a guy we were going to look out for. Definitely guy we're going to game plan. That's 249 yards on the year. And putting up a really solid year is ninth in the Big Ten in receiving. He's a guy that we're going to game plan for. But I don't think there's very many weapons on the offensive side of the ball that we're like really worried about. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. They have some really solid players overall on the offensive side, but we're looking out for Jalen Lucas. We're looking out for Camper. And if we don't have the game plan for too many people, then it's hard to beat this Maryland secondary and this Maryland defense in our linebacking core too. I just don't think there's very many guys that we have to game plan for, unlike Indiana where they have no idea who's going to go off for the Maryland Terrapins wide receiver room. It is impossible to game plan for us. We got, like I said, we have four guys over 160 yards on the season. It can be it can be Hemby in the passing game or in the running game. It can be Caden Prather. It can be Octavian Smith. It's so hard for Indiana to game plan for that. While We don't have the game plan for that many people. And then I look at their defense. I think our offense can honestly take advantage of their defense. They gave up 470 yards versus Akron. 263 rushing yards against Akron. Their two leading rack, the two leading rushers on Akron went for 18 carries for 141 yards with a 7.8 average. That was just one of them. And the other one went for 14 carries for 113 yards with an 8.1 average. Another week for the Maryland Terrapins to be able to get the run game back on tracks so I'm hoping that it's improved for the Michigan State game because we know what happened the Michigan State game it was awful so Maryland Terps have another chance to fix that and that's another advantage that we have against Indiana is they haven't shown the ability to stop the run and I promise our run game's better than Akron we have NFL backs in Rome and Roman Hemby Colby McDonald's top 10 in average rush per carry so I expect us to be able to take advantage of the run game this game and if I'm already scared about our run game right now and our offensive line being able to create holes. And Hemby was a little bit banged up last game. I'm not too concerned about Hemby, but I'm still concerned about the run game overall. And if we can't run the ball against Indiana, then we have a problem, but it's still something we should be able to take advantage of from the offensive side of the ball. Will the Terps cover the spread? I'll tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, I bet customers to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place $5 bets. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com, include money lines, props, etc. around your team. I think the Maryland Terrapins will cover the spread against Indiana. The current spread is 145 points which is a lot of points i don't think it's like a crazy amount for us being at home and everything but it is a still good bit of points to cover 14.5 number one thing i think why is because we're home we're in the shell we're in our home spot that always gives you more points at home and i think it allows us to play a little bit better Instead of traveling over to Michigan State, where we did play well in our first Big Ten test, we get to stay home all week. We don't have to travel, and we get Indiana here at our place, which I think plays to our advantage. But Maryland has covered the spread basically all year. We covered versus Michigan State, which the line was at 7.5 on the road, which I thought was kind of odd. I thought I predicted Michigan State was going to cover the spread, which I was wrong about. I was wrong about Michigan State covering the spread. I thought going on the road in our first Big Ten game in East Lansing, and we hadn't won there since like 1950, I thought Michigan State it was going to be hard to cover the spread. I thought we were going to win, but I thought they were going to cover the 7.5 spread, but they didn't. So we covered the spread against Michigan State. We've covered the spread against Virginia, which was at 15, which was also a big number, which was at home. And and we haven't played a complete game yet, and we're covering the spread against those teams. We came out slow against Virginia. I know you guys remember that. And then we ended slow against Michigan State. So I think we'll cover the spread again. I I don't know if Michigan State, and I don't know which one's the better team. I, I don't think one is very much in front of the other. I think Indiana is probably better than Virginia, I would guess. But I still think that we're going to be able to cover the spread. I think we're going to be able to run the ball and pass the ball well. I mean, they gave up 500 yards against Akron, like I said. They gave up 422 yards against Louisville. So I think our offense is going to be able to be balanced. I think we've come out. Probably the game plan realistically is we're going to throw the ball a lot at first and then in the second half we'll probably lean on the run game if we're up. But I hope to see a big balance at the start of the game. But I think either way, no matter kind of how the game plan is, as long as we come out decently fast and don't go off to fourteen down 14-0, I think our offense is going to be able to really do what they want. I think our offense scores absolutely enough points to cover the spread of the 14.5 points. I think our offense can get. They went to they got to 31 last week and that was like a, a solid performance, but they left they left a lot of meat on the bone. I think we can get to potentially 38, maybe even get to 40 points. I they just they give up 500 yards against Akron, 422 against Louisville. Maryland's better than those two offenses. We got a lot more weapons. We got a better running back. We got a Great quarterback. And that's another reason why I think we cover the spread. We have Talia. Talia versus a guy who's making one of his first starts of his career in Taven Jackson. So Talia versus Jackson. I just, I think you have to go with Talia in that situation. Obviously, we're not talking about just winning the game, we're talking about covering the spread. But we got the best Maryland quarterback of all time who has all the passing records, has all the passing touchdown record, whatever it is, he has it. And you're talking about a guy that's making his like fourth start for the Indiana Hooters Highly talented kid, but at the end of the day, he's not that experienced yet. So I think the, that Talia versus Taven Jackson plays a big role in the game. And I think it's they're going to have trouble scoring against our defense, I think. If they can't run the ball against us, It's going to be really hard for them to score. So I think we're going to be able to score a lot of points. And I think they have trouble scoring, which is going to really allow us to cover the spread. But I also wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, if Indiana covered the spread. I'm hoping and praying that we are not overlooking next week and looking over our eye and looking at, oh, we got Ohio State in two weeks oh, after this Indiana game that we're supposed to win, we're going up to Columbus. Big noon kickoff is going to be there. At 12 o'clock, it's going to be a huge game. We're going to be undefeated because we're better than Indiana and we don't really have to worry about it. I'm hoping and praying that that is not happening. I don't think that's happening. I don't think Coach Loxley would let that happen. I don't think our leadership is going to let that happen. I think we're taking it one game at a time. And the fact that we're – going to be able to get to 5 and 0 for the first time since 2001 is going to allow those guys to lock into that so I don't think it will happen but we've seen Maryland slow starts we've seen the slow finishes I'm not I would not be surprised if Indiana covers the spread it's also 14 points it's a lot of points to cover we could still win by 13 or 10 and look at the game and be like oh we didn't cover the spread but we still won by 10 points which isn't like a lot of points i mean i think we're 14 points better than Indiana. That's what Vegas thinks too. But, I mean, 10-point game, garbage time. It's There's so many ways for a team not to cover the spread. So I would not be surprised at all if the Terps do not cover the spread. How many yards will Talia throw for? Will Roman Hemby get back on track? Will Caden Prather lead the team in receptions again? I'll tell you about it, and we'll get into some overs and under after this ad from Neutral Fall and your Locked On community. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up your coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College football kickoff live will cover playoff implications the conference rivalry games and go in depth like only locked on can, including insight and analysis from our stable of locked on college hosts covering their team every day find locked on college football kickoff live every friday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern on any locked on college youtube channel you won't want to miss it you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health neutral fall provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. Through whole body health, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrafol.com/men and enter the promo code Locked On. Let's get into my one of my favorite segments of the week and the over-under for the Terps versus the Indiana. I do create these lines myself, but let's get into it. They're pretty accurate normally. Talia Tungavaiola, over-under 250 yards. All right, so we're into Big Ten play, and if we're throwing the ball a lot, which we love to do, and is playing the whole game, and the game is somewhat close and we're not— rushing the team, which I think Indiana we could beat by a lot of points, but I'm not going to overestimate them or underestimate them. I think Talia throws for over 250 yards against them. I'm just seeing what Akron's done, what Louisville's done against her defense. I think we can throw for a lot of yards against them. Let's get to a little bit of Roman Hemby. Will Roman Hemby get back on track over under 60 yards? All right, that's not a high bar to set, but how he's rushed so far in the last couple of games, I don't know how I can give him a higher bar than 60 yards and also with how much Maryland likes to rotate their guys. But I'm going to say Roman Hemby gets back on track and it's over 60 yards. I think... The coaching staff is going to make an emphasis this week to get Roman Hemby the ball because we know what happened last game. Ten carries for 12 yards with a 1.2 average for the second back on Mel Kuiper's big board. That's just not good enough. So I think we look at the combination of the coaching staff is going to want him to get back on track. And then also we look at Indiana's rushing defense. Run defense hasn't been good. So I think Roman Hemby gets back on track against Indiana, and gets above 60 yards. Let's get to Ty Felton, who led our team in receiving last week with 67 yards. Will he get over or under 48 yards? I'm gonna say under this is why it seems every game it just changes who like the guy is going to be at wide receiver. It was Jason Jones against Virginia. It's Caden Prather one game. It's Octavian Smith having a big game. It just changes. It doesn't seem like two weeks in a row it's the same person. I could be wrong, but I think Ty Felton goes under the 48 yards overall. Will Caden Prather lead our team in receptions again this game? It's hard to say. I think, I think he gets to five catches. I think Ja'Shawn Jones, after the quiet game he's had, I think Khalil will look for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ja'Shawn Jones leads their team reception or even Corey Deitches possibly. But I'm going to say no, he won't, but he'll be top two or three for sure. But he definitely could. It's really a coin toss with this wide receiver room with the how deep it is. You never know who's going to go off, like I said, about Ty Felton. Is it a big Colby McDonald day? Is it Colby time? We know he's top 10 in the average in the country. Indiana doesn't in rushing average. He's top 10 in the country in rushing average, and we know Indiana doesn't really stop the run well. So will Colby McDonald have a big game over under 38 yards for Colby McDonald? Here's the thing. It just all depends on how many carries he gets. I think the Maryland staff looking at Colby McDonald, and they're like, we got to give him more carries. He's top 10 in the country in average yards per carry. Like, there's no other way we can make an excuse for not giving him more carries, even more than Antoine Littleton. But I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under because 38 yards, it's not like a ton of yards. But I just don't know if he gets enough carries. I haven't seen him be able to do that. So until the Terps give him enough carries for him to get that amount, I mean, he's rushed for above that. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just going to guess on a consistent basis it's going to be hard for him to continue to do that, especially with teams looking out for him more and knowing that he's top 10 in the average in the country and he's looked like our best running back so far, and he's been an X factor right now. I think if you look at X factors, I think I look at Cody McDonald maybe as the number one X factor as a guy that teams aren't looking out for that makes a huge impact that might get overshadowed. But I'm going to say under, but very well, I hope he goes for over the yards. Let's get into Indiana's team. Jackson, their quarterback, over under 200 yards for the talented redshirt freshman. I think our defense stops him pretty well. But the thing about it, if they go down early, they're going to throw the ball a good amount. And you can rack up yards because defense starts to play soft going into third quarter for up by 2028. 20, even like 14 points, the defense is going to start playing soft, not wanting to give up the big plays. And you rack up a lot of yards playing that way. So I'm going to say he goes over similar to what Noah Kim – I didn't think Noah Kim had a good game against us. He had above 200 yards. He got benched. So I think he – I think um Taven Jackson gets above the 200-yard mark just because they're going to go down, I think, early and they're going to have to pass the ball for the Hoosiers. And let's get into some of our defensive things. Over, under, two – Point five sacks. Will they get to three like Akron did? I'm going to say, I'm going to say they get to three sacks like Akron did. I think we're going to take advantage of some of their offensive line issues. I hope we run a couple of stunts, a couple of different looks, but I think we're going to take advantage. And finally, let's get a score prediction for the game. This is what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with seventeen to 34. I'm going to go 17 to 34. The Terps win by 17 points and cover the spread. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. There will be a post-game show after the game, so look out for that. But please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time on Locked on Terps.